boom, baby. Woo! Today, another Rags of Riches Secrets. Gonna take and break down some stuff that's going to help you out. These are big, big nuggets. You're gonna wanna stick around till the end today because today I'm gonna literally show you three big nuggets that are literally robbing you from success. So today, this is what we're gonna go over, is how to gain, how to gain clarity and overcome the three big obstacles that cheat you from wealth. Okay, here's what I mean. It's one of the things that's becoming very, very clear to me. I have a, so I've mentioned my friend Jason Harwood before, right? The guy has done incredibly well. He, he made the Forbes fastest growing companies in the United States list. And one of the things that he actually ended up telling me is he was like, it, was, it had to do with trying to figure out how do you make your business grow? How do you figure out how to get some momentum in life? And he said, look, he's like, one of the biggest things that you've got to do is you've got to figure out how to gain clarity. Clarity. Once you obtain clarity, then you've got to figure out how to make decisions that then support the thing that you become clear about. And, and especially, especially if those decisions are very difficult. And what I realized is, it's like for a lot of for a lot of my life, I took and I, I did different jobs. I did, I did accounting, I did finance, I worked at Raytheon, I worked in the missile business. Um, I did a lot of different things like that. And what, you know, the thing that I wanted to do is like, you're always like, have you ever find yourself like drifting, trying to figure out what is it that I want to do? Like, what's my passion? What's my life purpose? Why am I here? What am I going to do? What unique value am I going to bring to this world? And how am I going to contribute to it? Because you find yourself in a state of, of drifting and not figuring it out, not knowing what to do, not knowing what your big mission on this world, like why did God put you here? And what is it that's gonna allow you to take and to move the masses? What's gonna allow you to make some impact? And until you figure that out, you're like, God, man, I, I wish I knew what I was doing. I wish I knew where I was going. And I found myself in that way or in that position. And as I was in that position, some of the things that started like, ah, just, you know, I wanted the good life, but the question is, is how do you do it? Um, and here's what I discovered. Here's what I discovered. Most of us sit around and drift. We don't actually intentionally take deliberate things to go try a bunch of stuff. We don't try this, then we don't try that, and then we don't try this, and then we don't try this. And we don't try to figure out where our passion is because you don't know. It reminds me of these games when you're playing this game, okay, and it's a maze. And everything is all fogged out. And you can't see the future. You can't see where you're taking your army. And so what you're doing is you're just taking a few steps. And you're moving forward. And as you're moving forward, you're discovering things. And as you're discovering things, then you start discovering things around you. And as you discover things around you, then you can start seeing the battlefield. Then you can start seeing the landscape where you can play. And a, a friend of mine, Jason Harward's dad, Brett Harward, here's what he said. He's like, he goes... One time, he goes, I was actually driving down the road. And as I was driving down the road, I saw this guy walking backwards on the freeway. And he's like, what in the world? Like, why is this guy walking backwards on the freeway? Like, what is it? So he's like, huh. So he's like, what if he's got a broke down car or something? Because this is slightly odd. So what he did is he went down the freeway, got off on the exit, did a loop around. And then he came back around where he could pass or he could see this guy again. And as he came up on him, he noticed that the guy is still walking backwards. And so, like, he was curious. He's like, he pulled over, 
And he's like, man, you like, you need some help? Like, you're walking backwards. And the guy goes, no, no, no. He goes, I'm good. He goes, I'm good. Because uh, what I wanted to do, he goes, Here, here's what I did. Is it, he goes, I've set a lot of Guinness Books world records. And I've done, a, I've done a lot of these things. And he said, you know, I, I noticed that nobody had, like, there's a record of somebody walking backwards. But he goes, that record really wasn't that big. He goes, I could actually do that. I could beat that record. And so he was actually, I believe he was in New York, and he was going to walk all the way to Washington, to Washington State, across the entire United States, right? And so he decided he was going to do that. And my friend Brett was like, wow, that's quite interesting. Like, how did you figure this out? How did you kind of come to the conclusion that you were going to do this thing? And he goes, well, he says it was really simple. I just, you know, woke up in the morning and I was looking at my book of Guinea's book, World of Records, because I like setting these things. And he goes, and I saw this one in here. And he goes, you know what? I could actually do that. I could actually walk this far and I could actually get that record. I could get it. He's like, wow, like, I mean, how much planning, like, what'd you do? How'd you, how'd you, you know, I mean, you're curious, right? At this point, like, how did you get on this journey? And the guy goes, well, after I saw it, like, I just kind of, I put my shoes on and I, I walked to my starting point and then I started walking and he's like, you, you what? And he goes, yeah, I just put my shoes on. I went over to my starting point and I started walking backwards. He's like, wait a minute, like how much money do you have in your pocket? The guy's like, I don't know, like 50 bucks. Like it was like nothing, right? And he's like, well, what did you plan on eating? And he goes, I figured people would help me out along the way. And so I just started walking. And, and he's like, he's like, he's like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no. He's like, you didn't have your map planned out. You didn't have the route planned out. You didn't have it all. He goes, well, he goes, yeah, Washington's that way. All I gotta go is. I got to just get in that direction. And if I get in that direction, I'm pretty sure I'll make it. And what happened is, is he literally started doing this. But then people were like, huh, that's kind of curious. Like, what's that guy doing walking backwards? And he goes, what happened is, is people were curious. And they're like, hey, like, what are you doing? And he goes, and as soon as I told them what they're doing, they're like, wow, that's interesting. Never seen anybody do that before. Here, here's some money. Why don't you take this money and see if that can help you along your journey? And... And he's like, okay, thanks, appreciate it. And then he kept walking. And somebody else would do the exact same thing and they'd stop him. Like, dude, this is curious. Like, what are you doing? And he goes, next thing you know, he goes, I got people that stop. They're like, man, here's some food. Eat this. Hey, here's some, here's something to drink. Have this. Hey, here's a place you can stay. Do this. Like, and he goes, on my journey, I ended up discovering the resources and the people that actually helped me. And my friend was like blown away. And he's like, you know what? He's like, this story is like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, like, it's hard for me to fathom that somebody literally starts walking like this in a direction. And, he, and I, I he goes, you know what? I want to walk the last portion of your journey with you across that line. I'm going to be there with you. So can you call me? Here, call me. Here's my number. Call me when you get into like, I can't remember, it's like Portland or something. It's like, call me. He goes, I'm going to fly out. I'm going to meet with you. And I'm going to walk with you the balance of your, of your journey. Guy's like, okay. So he gets his call. And my friend Brett drops what he's doing. He's like, cool. So he flows that, flies out there. And then he walks the balance of this journey. Like, the guy does it. And Brett was like, look. He's like, a lot of you guys want to figure out how to, 
how to find your purpose, how to find your momentum, how to figure out what this thing is that you want to do. And he's like, you got to start. You got you to make some decisions and start doing a thing. Like maybe you don't like it. Maybe he doesn't want to ever walk backwards again. So he's going to pick a different thing. But until you discover and you start experimenting and learning about these things that will create the good life that you want, you'll never figure it out. You'll never figure it out. So here's some secrets, okay? This book, this book written by Napoleon Hill, this book is very interesting, very curious. Napoleon Hill has been dead for a long time. And you're like, Mike, if this dude's been dead for a long time, what is the deal with this new book? This book has only been published probably within the last 10 years. I'm trying to see the date this thing was published. It's real, it's not that old. In fact, I'd read all of Napoleon Hill's stuff and I really liked it. And I, I, 2011, okay? Napoleon Hill died probably in the 1970s. So about 40 years later, this book gets published called Outwitting the Devil. And in here, Napoleon Hill, he broke down the three big things that are stealing your wealth, that are stealing your prosperity. And when I read this thing, it made me go, huh, wait a minute, huh, wait a minute. Like, what is it? What is it that robs you of success? What is it that causes you to operate it in a, in a place where you do not reach your potential? And when it came in here and I started reading it, I'm like, holy cow, you broke it down. You, you literally broke it down. And so here is, here's number one. This is number one. He says, drifting with the devil. Drifting, never having a purpose, never having a destination, never, never picking a thing and trying a thing and sticking with it long enough. There was a guy named John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire. Okay, He said that when he created his Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, he said that him and another guy did it. And he said they started creating their content, started creating their content. He goes, you know what? In the beginning, nobody cared. Nobody cared. They didn't listen. Like Nobody was listening. And he goes, and here's what happened. He goes, the other guy stopped creating content. He stopped publishing. And he says, as a result, nobody knows who he is. He goes, I know who he is because at the same time I was doing it with him. But he quit. He quit too soon. And because he quit too soon, he goes, eventually people heard my voice. Eventually people discovered me. Eventually people learned what I was doing. And as a result, I, because I stuck to it long enough, all of a sudden he'd created the good life. And what, we, what we're doing is because we don't, we're not sure what we're going to love him. We're not sure what we're committed to. We're not sure what we, like what's, what's, what, what's my purpose? What did God put me here on this earth for? And because we don't know that, right? Then we discover that we're drifting. And because we find ourselves in a perpetual state of drifting, we're like, how's my life going to change? How's my life going to get better, right? And here's what, here's what uh, Jim Rohn said. For things to change, you got to change. For things to get better, you've got to get better, Right? And if you're in a perpetual state of drifting, how do you get better at drifting? Drift more? <laughs> yeah, my success came because I became the king of drifting. <laughs> I crushed drifting. Yeah, I'm the crusher of drifting, right? See what I'm saying? Nobody is like, I crushed it because I, I drifted. In fact, when uh, there was a, an interview where they had Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, two guys together, they weren't actually, they were not asked, the, they were asked the same question. But they were not asked the same question where they could hear each other's answers. And they said, what is, give me one secret. Like, 
Just break it down like it. Give it to me really clear. What is the one thing that changed everything for you? And Bill Gates said, focus. Focus. That's what, that's what did it for me. And Warren Buffett said, focus. Focus. That's what it did for me. They figured out how to find a thing and focus. Like they didn't say, my secret, my breakthrough was drifting, right? Like I drifted my way to wealth. I drifted my way to the good life. So right in here, if you just, you see what he says. He says, drifting with the devil. Like it's intentional. Like somebody doesn't want you to be successful in life and they'll encourage you to just float. Just float. Don't, don't do anything, right? Don't float. Don't do anything. And just keep on going on. Okay? Here is this next one. This next one, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my lanta. Because it now makes you, you literally have to step back and pause and then look at your life and see what happened. He said the next one is hypnotic rhythm. Hypnotic rhythm. That's what he called it. He said what happens is, is if, if the devil can convince you to drift, don't make a decision. Don't be decisive. Don't do a thing that might actually benefit you. Just, just chill. Do nothing, right? But if he can get you to do that, and then he can turn it into a hypnotic rhythm where you repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, right? Then he's got you trapped. He then has you within his grasp so that he can now create power over you because he got you in the rhythm of doing things that, 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 that kind of shut you down, right? So... He, it, it, it was, it was just, it was, it was interesting when I saw this for the first time, and when I heard it, I'm like, what is? I had, I had to do a stop. I had to stand back and ask myself, what is it that's causing me to, to struggle? Right? Here's what I noticed: the good life, the good life has everything to do with how uncomfortable you can, you can be, how, com how comfortable you can be with being uncomfortable, like. Is there things you don't know how to do? Yes, there is. There, you got your little circle of sameness and you're, you're in this, this bubble of comfort. And it's comfortable being there. It's comfortable going to your job. You, you already know what to expect. I, I know what to expect on this job. I want a new challenge, but I don't want it very big. I just want just a little challenge, right? I don't want anything like that's gonna, that's gonna change me and make me significantly better. <laughs> and so you like, you take this comfort. Oh, I just want the comfort, right? Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to learn that, that new thing. Like, here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to go play basketball. I want to, and think of it. Think of all the things that you do. Like, you might, you might be sitting at your desk and you're like, you know, I could be working right here. I think I'm going to go get a drink of water. <laughs> right? And you're probably thirsty. I'd suggest you drink more water. But then you're like, you know, I'm going to go over there and check that paper I printed out. I'm going to fill the, the copier with some paper. Like, those things are good things that you can do. But if you notice in your patterns, you have a habit of not trying to make important decisions. And as a result of not making those important decisions, you find yourself putting yourself into a lower quadrant. Look, take a look at this with me a second. Value quadrant. There's big green dots. Big green dots in your life are the things that will change things. These are the things that if you do this, it's going to really create the good life. It's going to create some momentum. This is the things that matter. Big nuggets. Just big gold nuggets. But they're not easy nuggets, okay? These, these are the big nuggets. Now you got these little green nuggets. Little green nuggets will make a difference in your life, but they're not going to move the needle big time. 
Okay, and then you got these, you got these little red nuggets. Now these are comfort nuggets because these don't actually require a lot from you, but they're time wasters. They're things that you could do that don't add real value. And then you got these big ones down here that add no value. Okay, and you find yourselves in these different quadrants, and you're like, huh, like, boy, I don't want to do that thing today. Let me try this little nugget. Like, right? And so then you allocate your time to things that actually don't make a difference. Like, one of the things that I run into, and here, here, here's one of these things that I, I've got to share with you, okay? Um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Andrew Carnegie. Uh, I, was reading, I was reading one of Andrew Carnegie's books. So, yep, comes back to Napoleon Hill, because Napoleon Hill was, was his big, one of his biggest advocates. Andrew Carnegie, he was, talking about, he was talking about people that are greedy. And he was talking about it, and he goes, you know, he goes... Like some people think because I've accumulated a lot, a lot of wealth and I've done a lot of things, he goes, that they think that I'm really greedy. Now, it's true. He prospered, right? It's true. He created wealth. He was, one of the, he was probably the richest man in the world. But he stopped and he said, look, take a look at, take a look. Who is, who's greedier? He goes, what I do is I create an environment where people can come work. I create a place where people can come in here and prosper. They can come in here and I, I help them. I aid them to be able to support their families. I aid them to be able to do the things that they want to do in life. I aid them in accomplishing all these things. And like, yeah, do I get, do I get enriched at the same time? Yeah. But he goes, but who, like who's greedier? Who's greedier? Is it the guy that goes and spends all this time at the tavern drinking? Or is it the guy who spends all this time playing video games or doing this or doing this? Where they actually don't make anybody's world better. Like nobody is better off because you were on the planet because you learned how to play video games and then you just play video games and then you play video games or you did all these things that actually contribute no value to the universe, right? Nobody's better off because some of those things happen. But he goes, like, I spend most of my time in the service of being able to aid and help men be successful. And he goes, and so if you, you stop and you say, who's greedy? He's like, yeah, I accumulated wealth. Yeah, this one might not have. But you know what? I help people. There's a lot of people that have the good life and they're prospering because I did something to make a difference. And you got over here, they got, the, they got stuck in the habit of drifting. They got in the habit of drifting and playing like playing pickleball or whatever it is. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have some of those things in your life. But if the majority, like you leave work, okay? Now you've got free time. And if your free time is not about figuring out how to sharpen the saw, spend a little time figuring out how to make a bigger difference in the world, get a new skill, right? You spend all your free time in this thing of, you know, fun, self-entertainment, like having, just playing around, right? Not, not doing anything. You only show up to work just to show up, you know, but you don't sharpen the saw. So when you go to work, you can create more, more success, more wealth, right? And he goes, there's the problem. If you think I'm greedy, go look at how I spend my time helping people and go look at how people spend their time not helping anybody but just spending their time in entertainment. And he goes, it's, it's, it's strange how people are confused about that principle. Um, it's, it's very confusing. And he's like, I, I help more people than the folks that, that, that spend all their time playing video games, okay? So, but therein lies the secret is if you get stuck in a hypnotic rhythm of doing things that don't add value, that don't go after the big green nuggets, you're stuck. Like you're stuck. You spend all your time on the red nuggets, the big red nuggets, the little teeny red nuggets, and maybe the little green nuggets. Like you're stuck. You've got to hit the red, the big green nuggets. Okay. So there, therein lies the, the second one, is hypnotic rhythm. 
So now we're going to start breaking down the last one. The last one is this one. It's the seed of fear. What if I fail? What, like, what if I can't make this happen? What if, what if people laugh at me? What if, like, what if I, like, I go knock on doors, man. I tell you what, if you want to experience a little fear, come with me and let's go talk to some strangers. Let's go knock on a door to somebody that has no interest in talking to you and then spend some time getting to know them so that they actually like you. Like, go experience somebody rejecting you over and over and over again. Okay? Try it. Try it. See if you can overcome that fear. See if you don't. See if you don't kind of bubble up with some it's like tension inside your body. But here's the thing. It's a lot of the times the things that, that, that we're afraid of are the probably the things that kind of keep us from moving forward. Like, like what if what if I try? What if I what if I switch jobs? What if I do a career shift? What if, like you know what I mean? Like there's there's a whole lot of what ifs. Like right here, right now. In my business, here's 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 one of the ones I'm going with, and and I had to bring I had to bring it into perspective. I literally had to bring it into perspective. Okay, I have been able to. If I look at my career, I when I graduated from college, I had a, a, a bachelor's of science. I had a, an accounting degree. Okay, I started off and I was making 30, 33,000 bucks a year, something like that. Um, no, it's probably 30000 It was between thirty and thirty-three, right in there. I got a little bit of pay, pay as we went along, okay? But that's where I started. So I wasn't doing very well. Um, but I was doing bookkeeping, accounting, and stuff. Turns out I don't really like that. Strange I got a degree in it. Turns out I like the, I like the idea of understanding money. The, the, language, the language of business is accounting. So if you want, you want to be successful, you've you got to at least understand the language of business, okay? Which is accounting. So from there... I actually transitioned over to a company called Raytheon. I was in uh, finance. I was in estimating, creating estimates, figuring out prices of things, calculating a billion-dollar proposal for the government to be able to buy missiles and weapons and stuff. Okay, so that was good. I was making about forty-four thousand, and at forty-four thousand, I stuck there and I just kind of trickled up. By the time I finally left, after thirteen years, I went from forty-four thousand to seventy-three thousand. Like, not exactly a significant increase in my prosperity, right? Not exactly a significant increase in my prosperity. But the one thing that kept me trapped, here is where the trap showed up. Um, and I, I have to attribute divine inspiration and direction that changed my life, okay? I was trapped. I did not know how to help people. I did not know how to do some things that would help me get some momentum so that I could get out of my predicament. I wanted to create the good life. How, how can you claim you got the good life at 75,000 bucks a year? I got eight kids, man. Like, that's not, that's, what if each kid needed $2,000 a piece? Boy, man, you see, I see how the checking account went, for a long, you're like, there's not much in there. Well, that's the problem, okay? So that's where I was at, okay? That the impression, what, what changed my life, Here's where, here's where a big shift changed, is my wife got the impression that we should move and relocate to Utah, okay? And so, based on an impression, inspiration, like whether you believe in God or not, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Here's the one thing that is like, is 100% clear in my mind. Napoleon Hill talks about it in here. It is 100% clear is that there, seem, there seems to be something in the universe that moves, that allows things to happen. That a lot that that causes impressions, causes 
causes things in the universe to happen and, and you don't entirely understand why and it's okay. What it is is just know the fact that it happens. Napoleon Hill calls it, um, what does he call it? Something intelligence. Um, intelligent, intelligent, intelligence. It's going to come to me. I'll say it in a minute. Okay? But he talks about this, this, this thing in the universe that moves. The thing in the universe said, Mike, well, mostly it said it to my wife, move to Utah. So he did. Well, when I moved to Utah, I couldn't find a defense contractor to work for. So in the end, I had to start figuring out some other stuff. And eventually, I discovered this, this little, this, this secret thing that I deal with, which is dealing with solar. And I discovered I could actually help a lot of people and I could start making a larger impact. And all of a sudden, once I figured that out, my life changed. I eventually discovered I could hit 95,000 in one year. Then I discovered I could hit 350,000 in one year. Then I'm like, now I have to ask myself, okay, like there is a limit to how many doors you can knock. There's a limit on how many people you can help under that fashion. So now you've got to ask yourself another question. What thing could I do that would allow me to help more people? And once you start asking that question, it's an uncomfortable question, but it allows clarity to come into play so that you could say, you know, I probably need to take my message online. I've got to figure out how to help more people faster because knocking doors and prospecting and trying to talk to folks is, I enjoy it, but it's highly inefficient, extremely inefficient. And so then the question is, is how do you connect with more people? How do you help more people? And the answer I came up with is there's a message. There's a message that works. There's a message that helps people understand that they could actually create a better life if they understood these little secrets, right? And I figured out how to take that thing and start packaging it. So I'm right here, right now. I'm figuring out how to take my message online. How do I take and help more people? Because I can't be present in every home. I can't. Like, but I could if I could take and capture important content and share it. And so that creates an environment that's uncomfortable, right? It does. And you, I come into here, and what if, what if my message doesn't work? What if what I share doesn't work? What if, like, can you think of it? Like, pause for a second. Just think in your own life. What, what thing, what unique thing could you do or you could bring to the table right now, and you know if you were to do it, it would change everything? And you got to ask yourself that. And then you're asking yourself, what stops you? What stops you, right? Like, you're supposed to have, you're supposed to have all this faith, right? We're supposed to believe. Like, it's the people that believe that they could change the world that actually does. Go back and watch Apple's, their commercial. They, like, when you when you watch his commercial, um, the ones that, the, here's to the crazy ones. Go watch that. When, he, when you watch it, you tingle all across your body. And you're like, why am I tingling on my body? Because when you see it, you're like, there's truth in that, right? Because, like, they people thought that the things that they wanted to do was crazy, but it was crazy enough that it changed the world, okay? It was crazy enough that it changed the world. Elon Musk, when I read his book, okay, the guy, the, the, I believe it was a lady that was interviewing him, he, when he went and met with her the first time, he said to her, he goes, do you think I'm crazy? And, and, and it's kind of strange that he even popped that question on her, right? And, and when I thought about it, it's because enough people must have thought Elon Musk was crazy. 
But what did Elon Musk do? He's changing the world. Nobody thought an electric car could survive. In fact, the ones that probably did try to create an electric car probably got death threats. How many times do you think somebody from big oil or whatever it is has come out and threatened this guy's life for being crazy enough to say, I'm going to create an electric car and I'm going to change the entire industry. How many people do you think thought he was crazy when he said, I'm going to build a space shuttle that I'm going to take people from the earth to the space station. I'm going to commercialize it so people can do it. And I'm going to do it for a tenth of the cost of what the United States does it for. It's crazy, right? Everybody, he's like, what if I'm going to make it so that we can reuse the space shuttle over and over and over again so it's not a throwaway? Crazy, right? But guess what? He did it. He did it. Everyone in that commercial that you saw did it. But fear, fear was present. Fear is present. You cannot, I do not know how to get rid of fear. But you can learn to manage fear. Just recognize it for what it is. You might fail. In fact, that's probably, that. that's not probably. Ryan Holiday said that like something like failure, failure's the way. Like, I understand you're going to fail. Like, I get it. Like, I'm going to create some content here to be able to help sell solar. That's probably going to be crappy content. I didn't mean for it to be crappy. I didn't mean for it not to work. I meant for it to work. But along the journey, we then discovered what it was that worked and didn't work. But if I don't take the step, if I don't lean in, if I don't get some momentum to make some stuff happen, nothing will happen. See what I mean? Don't let fear get a hold of you. And so we're just going to do a quick quick recap on these things okay so here it is number one the thing that's going to get a hold of you is drifting drifting the lack of clarity lack of trying things lack of experimentation lack of recognizing that you don't like nobody nobody's really born knowing so much their purpose in life it's something that you discover so drifting okay then once you've got established the pattern of drifting then it slides into number two which is hypnotic rhythm doing the same wrong stuff over and over and over again, right? Don't, don't change your pattern. Like, trap yourself into mediocrity. Trap yourself into not moving forward. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Just, just have a drift. My daughter wants her diaper changed. Looks like my other daughter is going to go change her diaper. Okay? And then the last one, which is slides into the seeds of fear. Just being afraid. And once you're afraid, then you then you get paused. You can't move forward. You can't figure out how to gain momentum. We gotta crush those things. Crush them. You want some help? Read that book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. This book only came out in 2011. Napoleon Hill apparently had some more nuggets. He didn't actually dare publish this in his lifetime because as you read into this thing and you see how he uncovered it and how he is taking things that you held in your mind is long-established truths that probably don't serve you. And it's going to gore you. It's like, like you're going to get like a, oh, like a stab. Like, oh, wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. Holy cow, wait a minute. Like, I didn't realize I was trapped. Like, you probably, listen to my voice, you probably think, no, I'm not trapped, right? But you're probably going to, if you read this, you're going to discover that you're more trapped than you realize. 
but you don't need to be. Like you don't. It's not, it's not necessary. So that's one of the things that I do. Like if you say, Mike, what is your unique value proposition? Mike, what is it that you try to do in the universe? What is it that you try to do that's different? Like I talk about the end game. What, what is my end game? My end game is creating the good life. Like I want the good life. I don't, I don't just want it. I demand it, man. I will get the good life. But I'm not the only one that I want to get it. I got you gotta be able to take people with you. It's not all about you. I had somebody send me a message the other day and said, Mike, what's the deal with that briefcase and those pictures with family and all the cash? Like, what's that all about? And what it's all about is, I'm like, it's not about just me. I gotta take people with me. You gotta help other people be successful. If you focus on you, just you, like that is one way you can guarantee that nobody will care about your mission, right? You've got to figure out how to help people obtain and achieve what they want. And so when I say, like, what is mine? My, my end game is like, look, I want to show people how to buy things. I want to show them how to invest with no money down. I want to figure out how to help them get some momentum. I figured out how to invest. I've done it. I've done it. I showed you my stock portfolio online. I showed you that I increased it substantially, okay? You've got to be able to help people be successful. And so my end game is like, I want to create the good life. It's not that I, w I want to. I, I, I will create the good life. I'm creating it now. Like, life is already pretty good. Like, I'm creating the good life, but I'm showing people how to do it. This is how you invest with no money down. This is how you get some momentum, okay? Here's how you tap into tax credits, okay? Take and use that. Here's how you depreciate an asset so in the end you have no money in it, okay? Here's how you... I can't remember the other one I always do. But, like, I, I show you, like, four or five ways to take $1 and to spin it over and over and over again to create more wealth, more wealth, more wealth, more wealth. I'm showing you how to make crap compound. Oh yeah, you get equity in your home. Okay, I'm showing you how to compound wealth. I'm showing you how to get some momentum. I'm showing you how, how to escape drifting. I'm trying to show you how to do something different, break some hypnotic rhythm. I'm showing you how to overcome some fear. Just lean in, lean in. That's probably the big thing that's gonna just stop you. Just, you gotta start leaning in. Just, just get some momentum. You do those things and your life changes. You do those things and life changes. Like, find yourself a mentor. Find yourself somebody that can guide you. Find somebody that can teach you. And if you do those things, your life will change, okay? Like, here's the thing I was marinating on yesterday. I was talking with my son. Like, we were, have you guys ever heard of a company called Vivint? Vivint Alarm, Vivint Solar? Okay, I know you have. Um, here's a little backstory. There was a, there's a guy um, that he, he worked for this company. Now, I'm getting this second hand from one of his friends, and so hopefully it doesn't come back and bite him in the butt. But he, what he said to me, he goes, my friend really is not that bright. He's, not, he's really not that bright. But he started out in that company very early. In fact, when he started working and he started knocking on doors and stuff, he didn't really like doing it alone. So he encouraged his wife to go with him. And his wife was likable very likable and as a result she became the highest selling person who like it's the highest she generated the highest sales for the company that anybody had ever done and she wasn't even an employee see what i'm saying and as a result he created wealth and so when vivint solar got created he invested his wealth that he had got from the alarm side into the other side and he walked away in the end with something like 120 million dollars Okay, what's cool is, is he found an influencer 
that could help him create the good life. Like, if you stop and you think about it, and this is what I was talking with my son, is like, how do you know who you could tap into or connect with that would create the good life? Like, how do you know, how did you know, like I say, my friend Russell Brunson, how do you know that he was the right guy to attach yourself to so that you can go to the good life? And I, what I realized is it's hard to figure out who those individuals are. There's a lot of luck that comes into this equation, okay? But nobody said you can't be the catalyst. Nobody said you can't be the Russell Brunson. Nobody said that you couldn't be the Todd Peterson that created those businesses. Nobody said that you couldn't be the Warren Buffett, right? The people that connected to them were the lucky ones because they actually bumped into some good soul that created some momentum in life. But nobody said you can't be that good soul. You can be the one that creates the momentum. And so just take that as a take that as a as hope. You can create your own momentum. So if you're ready to get some momentum, go to my website, asksolarmike.com. A-S-K-SolarMike.com. Let's take a look at solar for you. My word, if it if if this thing helps you get momentum, do it. You're gonna be able to do it with no money down. You're going to figure out how to invest. I'm going to show you how to put one in, pull $10 out. $1 in, $10 out. Like, it, the only unfortunate thing about solar is you can't buy 100 solar systems because you only need one, right? So it would be cool if I could teach you how to build it. But I can show you the fundamentals. I can show you the basic building blocks and principles of how to create the good life. Anyway, that is a wrap for another Rags to, Rich, Rags to Riches Secret. And I will talk to you tomorrow.